Hey everyone, welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Audrey. And on this podcast, we share the messy, honest, unfiltered, and not so curated parts of our life. Think of this podcast as a bunch of bloopers with some truth bombs sprinkled throughout. That's right. We're going to be taking you behind the scenes of our daily routines, our social media feeds, and what you may or may not have seen on TV. We're going to be talking relationships, family, faith, business, basically whatever we are learning about, fighting about, or laughing about lately. We're going to be sharing our daily life, our struggles, successes, and our roses and thorns from each week. And we don't want this podcast to just be about us. So we're also going to go behind the scenes with some of the people who inspire us the most. We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire. Come hang out. On today's episode of Behind the Scenes Podcast, I am having some of my best friends since kindergarten on the show to talk all about friendship. We're going to talk about how to build long-term friendships, how to maintain healthy friendships, and why we all stayed such faithful friends for 23 years. We recently went to our 10-year high school reunion, and I wrote an Instagram post about the longevity and loyalty of our friendship. And so many people had questions about our friendship that I decided to invite them on the podcast to talk about it. So if you've read A Love Letter Life, this is the quote unquote God squad, as we were coined in high school. These girls have helped me through breakups, prayed me through illness, loved me on my worst days, called me out of my crap, challenged my perspectives, came to cheer me on in endless races encouraged my dreams, stood by my side on my wedding day, came to the hospital and Ember was born, and they continued to be a sounding board for literally all the things. One of them was born just a few days before me, and our parents actually took labor and delivery class together, so we call each other womb buddies. And the rest of them, we met through preschool, Sunday school, dance, and then um, kindergarten. We all went to the same elementary school together And the core six of us, even our parents became best friends. We grew up in the same neighborhood. And then we talk about this on the podcast, but into our high school years, I then became really good friends with Ellen through running. Um, She was the grade above us, and she kind of became then a part of our little group. And then later on, also Anna, who was also the grade above us and was really good friends with Ellen also grew up with us in the same neighborhood, but we didn't get close really until like into our college years. So through college, through getting married, through having babies, the eight of us have remained very faithful friends, and I'm very thankful for each of them and the unique role that they have played in my life, Um, the encouragement, support, laughter, and iron sharpening that they have been to me is just something that I am so beyond grateful for. So I wanted to read a quote from a Psychology Today article about friendship before we dive into this episode. It says, solid friendships are crucial to your physical, yes, physical health. Did you know that poor quality social support is the mortality risk equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes per day? Or that supportive friendships in your 20s are a solid predictor of being alive at 70? Genuine nourishing friendships boost your immune system, improve your prognosis for various chronic health conditions, and lower your blood pressure. 
And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Emotionally, they help reduce your risk of disorders from depression and post-traumatic stress disorder to anxiety disorders and substance abuse. So I think it's pretty safe to say that friendship is really important. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about some key components to building healthy friendships that last and some practical things that we all think we did um, that helped us stay such loyal friends. So some of those things include knowing each other's Enneagram numbers, um, being selfless and serving each other, assuming the best of each other, celebrating each other's wins and bearing each other's burdens, a willingness to be honest and vulnerable with each other, growing in our faith together, being quick to forgive, not talking bad about each other, not letting disagreements divide us, I think is a really big one, especially as we've gotten older. Letting our friendships breathe through the transitions, like moving away or having babies, not taking it personally when we naturally become less close at times. I think that's also been a big one if you have lifelong friends and you're listening to this episode. Um, I think that we had a lot of just interesting conversations around that. And then we all have a desire to be self-aware, which I think has been something that's really helped us grow as individuals and maintain the health of our friendship. So one more thing I want to read before we dive into the episode. It's a quote from C.S. Lewis on friendship, and I think it's just so beautiful. I think it sets up this conversation really well. So he says, in friendship, we think we have chosen our peers. In reality, a few years difference in dates of our birth, a few more miles between certain houses, the choice of one university instead of another, the accident of a topic being raised or not raised at a first meeting, any of these chances might have kept us apart. But for a Christian, there are, strictly speaking, no chances. A secret master of ceremonies has been at work, Christ, who said to the disciples, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, can truly say to every group of Christian friends, Ye have not chosen one another, but I have chosen you for one another. The friendship is not a reward for our discriminating and good taste in finding one another out. It is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauties of the others. Okay, today is a very special episode of Behind the Scenes Podcast because I am here with some of my best friends from literally kindergarten, and they're all cir circled around my kitchen table right now in my house, and we are going to talk about friendship, how to build friends that last, how to maintain healthy friendships, and how to prevent ruining friendships. And I think they're going to have a lot of good insight on just how to do that. And also we're just going to have a natural, organic, awesome conversation because it's going to be hard for us not to. So I'm going to introduce each of them or let them introduce themselves rather. So we'll start with, who wants to start, Anna or Lindsay? Okay. Sure. We'll start with Anna. So I'm going to have each of them tell me their name and how many years they've been married, if they have kids, what they do for work, and their Enneagram number. Okay, I'm Anna. I have been married five years next month to uh, Colin. We have two kids. We have an almost two-year-old, Ollie, and an almost three-year-month-old, uh, Lennox, a little boy. And I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I stay with my babies at home. And, oh, I'm an Enneagram 6, the loyalist. Do you have a wing? Uh, wing seven, yes. Mm -hmm. That's good. Got the enthusiastic side. Yeah. Yes. Party side. 
Um, I'm Hannah. I have been married to my husband, Ben, for almost four years. We have a son named Bauer who is one. Um, I'm a real estate agent, so I'm self-employed, and I am a seven with a wing eight, so I'm an enthusiast with a wing eight. Nice. Yeah. Um, I am Kelsey. I've been married to my husband, Mitch, for six years now. We have a three-year-old Malachi Cora and a one-month-old Jack Forrest, and I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, and I'm an Enneagram 9 with a one wing. Mm. Um, I'm Anna. I've been married to my husband, Ricky, for almost six years. Uh, we have a daughter who is 18 months. Her name is Harper Grace. And I work in marketing for a sportswear company, and I am a nine with an eight wing. I am Sam. Uh, I am recently married. I married my husband 10 months ago, uh, last October, my husband Tyler. I have not joined the baby train yet, um, so I am kidless, but I have two very cute French bulldogs. Um, I work at the other sportswear company in town. Um, I work in merchandising on our website, and I am an Enneagram 2 uh, with a little bit of an edge with a one wing. A little bit of an edge. <laughs> uh, my name's Ellen. I've been married three years to my husband, Nolan. I work at the other other first sportswear company. <laughs> Why are we not allowed to say the names of these sportswear I companies? I'm a product line manager there. I have no kids and no dogs. <laughs> not yet. Just a husband. <laughs> I am an Enneagram 3 with a four-wing. Uh, and I am Lindsay. I have been married to my husband, Jake, for four years. We just had our first kiddo in February, Micah. And we have a dog child as well named Murray. Um, I am a nurse at a local hospital. And I am an Enneagram 9 with a one-wing. And I will just say mine for context, but... Obviously, you guys know I'm Audrey, and we're coming up on five years of marriage, and we have one daughter and one on the way. We're finding out the gender pretty soon. By the time this episode airs, we might know, but, um, and I am an Enneagram 8, the challenger. So, hey, I want to- Do you have a wing? I'm a seven wing. Okay. Yes. Got a lot of Look seven these connections in here. No. Um, we don't want to miss group. out ever. We're a fun group. <laughs> we are a fun group. And then we also need yeah, to not, awesome. we need to also state that there is a baby in the room right now. So if you hear a little bit of oh, like yeah. Yeah, baby Jack squeaks, is Jack is here with us because he's, currently eating. He's, he's a fresh newborn. So he, he made the podcast today. Um, so I want to give a little bit of context just behind the scenes of how we all became friends and Maybe like some of the long timers can speak a little bit to that too. Um, but Kel so Kelsey and I um, became friends first, like really way back when our parents were in the same Bible study through our church. And we met when we were like two years old. So we went to preschool together, we went to Sunday school together, and then we also joined a dance class together yeah. where we met Sam, who also came to our church and started going to our Sunday school. And we danced with her. And then when we went into elementary school, we met the rest of our friends. So Lindsay, Anna, Hannah, and I all went to the same elementary school. And then also yeah, Anna did, but Anna was the grade above us. Um, and Kelsey, sorry. <laughs> I assumed that um, since I was talking about you already. But yeah, so we all were in kindergarten together. Our parents were all super involved in the school. 
Um, and then we all ended up dancing together, kind of that group. And then Anna and Ellen were the year above us. And Anna went to Tara Linda as well. So she was kind of like quasi friends with us, but not as much in the younger years. We'll probably talk a little bit about that later <laughs> in the podcast. And then Ellen and I met through running cross country and track when we were in high school. And then Ellen kind of became friends with all of us after that. When we so met Ellen, we met Ellen, and we weren't quite sure about Ellen at first, because <laughs> oh. oh, Ellen and Audrey yeah. were, were inseparable, and, and that made the rest of us a little jealous, I think. Well, because I think, too, like, not a lot of us had, like, really tight-knit friends outside of our group of friends, and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, and then Anna and Ellen were also really good friends, so that's how Anna kind of, like, circled back into the group, too, because they you were the same class. <laughs> we did. The in hindsight. For wisdom. Uh, you all didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> so, anyways, we have been through a lot of life together. Obviously, kindergarten to now. And dancing together, growing up in church together. We all went to church camps together in the summer. Um, we, like, served at church camps. We all were a part of Young Life, which is a non-denominational outreach for high school kids. We were a really big part of that. That was a really big part of, like, our growing up. Um, and I think had to do a lot with, like, our friends staying super close. And then also we all got married around the same time. We were in each other's weddings. Um, we all had started to have kids around the same time, buy houses around the same time. Hannah here, our real estate friend, sold us most of our houses. <laughs> Hannah the real estate. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hannah the Novak. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And now we're learning all of the mom things together. So it's been really sweet to walk through lots of different seasons of life with you guys. And I love to talk about some of those seasons of life here on the podcast and just how we've maintain healthy friendships and some of the ups and downs throughout the years too because there's been a lot of ups but there's been some downs too so um I think it'd be good relatable for our listeners to share some of those downs and then also some of the ways that we have kept such good friends so yeah with was, that said anyone that wants to that. so what you're like five or six when you are in kindergarten so yes. for the most part a lot of us have been friends for like over 20 years yeah mm-hmm. yeah which is mm-hmm. most of us over years. Yeah, most of us mm-hmm. which is insane mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. i think like i've shared like a lot of people were asking for this podcast episode and that's why you guys are all here and i roped you into this um because people are so interested in like how to keep friends for so long because most people don't have friends from high school let alone back to elementary school and so how do you guys think that we stayed friends for so long like what were the contributing factors anyone want to start I, well, I just have this one thought. Like, I remember when we were, like, in the elementary school age, maybe even middle school, and we would play Fear Factor. Like, we would just do, like, weird stuff. And I remember thinking to myself, like, wow, I can be my complete self with these people. Like, I trust them, and I can say those, like, weird things that you're, like, if you're around other people, you're, like, oh, I feel dumb for saying that or whatever. And so I just feel like... From that age on, I, like, already had a trust in you guys to, like, be myself and to, like, say what was on my mind or do whatever it is I thought about, you know, just doing. And I could filter all that because you guys would accept me and also, like, help me filter through that. But just even from that young age, because I think that's hard when you care so much what other people think. Yeah. I was also going to say you brought up, like, growing up young. And I, like, vividly remember going to Kelsey's house their her parents house after school and we would all sit in her hot tub and we would wear her mom's like old um, swimsuits 
swimsuits. swimsuits. And we would just sit and we would talk about life. Like, and we would talk about, like, who should I like? Who should I like? Who should I like? <laughs> What's my husband going to be? Please tell me because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think any of us knew. Yeah. But, but we did. A couple of us. Yeah, we met our husbands in high school and middle school. But we would talk about, like, we would vision life. Like, what would that be in 10 years? When would we want to get married? How many kids would we want? And, like, what would that look like? And going back to those conversations, it's kind of, I don't, like, word for word remember them, but I remember, like, visioning them and, like, living those thoughts, like, what it was going to be like with you guys. And so now to, like, actually be here, I think it's cool. Yeah, totally. That's good, Hannah. I think it's interesting, too. Like, when we were younger, we, like, did things together. Like, we went on adventures. Mm -hmm. We went to each other's houses. We went, um, like we had all of these experiences young together and I think mm -hmm. in a lot of ways we inspired each other to like dream big and do the things that we like wanted to and there was obviously bumps along the way of like people really finding what they were gonna do but I think it's cool like we set a foundation pretty early mm -hmm. and I think that allowed us to kind of grow into the people that we are today because we're all super different. It yeah. sounds on paper like we all have the same life. So true. And so we different. don't. Like, yeah. it's really, we have really different lives and we have really different people around us all the time. But mm -hmm. our, I think what kind of is consistent is our values. Yeah. yeah. Well, into thinking about the journey of how we all became kind of all on the same level of friendship now like yeah. we've all kind of come in at different points like mm -hmm. Audrey you and Sam and Kelsey knew each other the longest but there was a chunk of time in middle or sorry elementary school where Sam was in a different elementary school right. and you like weren't you know you weren't having consistent play dates with her and Obviously, yeah. I didn't join the group. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. I can't wait for our kids to be a play date. <laughs> <laughs> and we hung out. Now we're back yeah. to play dates. Yeah. yeah, sure. Exactly, yeah. And then, you know, Ellen coming in at a different time. And then for me, like, I've known all of you for a really long time. I mean, since yeah. I was in first grade. And, Audrey, your, your house was the closest to my house growing up. Like, I could throw a tennis ball to your house. Yeah. But it really wasn't until high school that I became friends with you guys. But then truly college was yeah. when I was like oh no these are like my real true friends mm. like and it, I think that's just there's something to be said about that too it's like that kind of like like demystify or whatever is that mm -hmm. what it's called mm -hmm. of like you know we all didn't like meet when we were five and we've been friends every single day the entire time yeah. but I think like God's definitely orchestrated our our timing of like when we popped in and popped out and yeah. had seasons where you know we were really close and not close and mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of all brought us to where we are yeah. now and I think that's also really important too. Mm -hmm. Good honor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think part of the longevity of the friendship too has just been allowing what it means to be friends to change and holding yeah. that a little bit loosely and I mm -hmm. I think back to the times when we were in middle school and high school and we hung out every single day and we mm -hmm. did all these like funny goofy things and we knew every detail of each other's lives and that was such a sweet special time but obviously mm -hmm. that doesn't last mm -hmm. especially when significant others come in or yeah. you move away mm -hmm. um and so you know I, I think what we've maintained is like staying connected through those big life events and kind of just making space for the times when we don't talk all the time or we don't see each other all the time but mm -hmm. knowing that when the big things happen like we still love each other and are there for each other mm -hmm. and being okay with that like yeah. if, if I wasn't okay with like talking to everybody every week then we wouldn't be friends yeah. but I think right. we have that foundation of friendship where we're kind of 
confident in that and okay with those times where mm-hmm. we're not seeing each other all the time or friendship looks a little bit different. And mm-hmm. just being married now, it's like your spouse kind of takes that role yeah. of being that intimate person. Right. And so that was a bit of a transition when we all kind of in like high school for some of us or college or after we're finding that person, you know? Yeah. Your needs change as far as friendship goes. Yeah. When you are in that more intimate one-on-one relationship. And I think mm-hmm. just, yeah, making space for that and being okay with that transition is, is mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. I feel like we've just all remained committed regardless of the season that we're in or the place that we're in. Um, like, I've never thought of it as an option to, like, not be friends with you guys. Like, yeah, that just right. has never even crossed my mind. Like, you're yeah. stuck with me. Kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, it's kind of like a marriage. Yeah. 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 I think of it a lot as, like, family. Yeah. yeah. Especially right. knowing you guys so long. Sometimes it feels a bit more like family. Yeah. Like, I will say some of my family members, you guys see, like, my child, Bauer, more than some of my own family sees Mm -hmm. Bauer. Mm -hmm. And uh, vice versa, I feel like, with your kids, too. I think it's, like, the ability and, like, the grace to pick up where we left off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, it's like, you know, I didn't see Hannah for two weeks, but I know, like, or I didn't see Hannah for a month, you Mm -hmm. know? And I have the ability to, like, pick up where we Mm -hmm. left off and not feel, like, guilt in that, Mm -hmm. you know? And have her feel the same way, you know? Oh, I was going to say. And, like, too, it's not like everything we do together is, like, all eight of us are there. And, like, it's a big group event. Well, I personally love to do that. I love to get everyone together. And I'm the loyalist. I am the loyalist. I love that. And I'm not, you know, as great at the one-on-one. But, like... Each of us have personal relationships one-on-one that are different with each of us Mm -hmm. and different things you go to for different topics or help or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. And so it's like we all kind of are this big web of relationships that go in and out and have different needs and um, timing and all sorts of stuff. So it just it's not even like a, you know, we're always in a circle together. It's, you know. And what I was going to say actually is totally piggybacks off of that of like, I think what makes us, what keeps our friendships all really strong is that we all have side individual friendships with Mm. everyone. So like I can just look back on the last even just 10 years of our friendship and I can look at every one of you and say like, oh, you know, the time where I was like, you know, leading young life and like super diving into ministry, like Anna was by my side and like, you know, like different people. Like when I was in college and I was in the sorority, like Ellen and I were in the same college and sorority and like she lived through all of the, well, no, no, you were there too. (laughs) (laughs) I was was just a little bit more. No, I, the president of the sorority over here. But again, again, and I, I know it, totally doesn't matter now but again Ellen and I being a different grade like just there were different seasons were different things like and like now Lindsay and Hannah live in the same neighborhood as me and you know I can just look at everyone and there was a season or a time or a thing that each of us went through that we maybe gravitated towards you know an individual relationship and all of us are so supportive of that which Mm -hmm. I think is cool there's not a lot of jealousy of like oh Lindsay and Anna went on a walk with their kids together and I love yeah. it. No, yeah. there isn't that. They're like, oh, I'm so glad you guys got together. Yeah. Well, but, like, but then if it happens, you're honest about it and you know. 
yeah. like that's why you're laughing about it right now because there was a conversation. You guys <laughs> had a Commonwealth party one time. Yeah. I was not invited. Well, that's because we live in not the neighborhood. On that yeah. same note, though, you can make it what you want, though. Like in True. a sense, like I love to get together. I FOMO to the core. Like I will be at every event, and like we talk about that with the Enneagrams oh. or whatever. Like mm-hmm. if yeah. you want that relationship to really thrive, oh, really yeah. pour into it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just think, yeah, I guess I I shouldn't have made a blanket statement that we all are cool with that but I also feel like we could all agree that we all have had our individual private like moments where we've all grown deeper in our individual friendships and I think that's also really important too it's not and I think that's a hard thing to learn especially like coming from such a positive high school experience that we all did where we had we had so many friends like it was just this big like melting pot of people and with through young life and even in college a lot of us you know we're all of us in sororities no Audrey wasn't no Kelsey but I just mean like a lot of us were involved like whether it was sports or sororities or young life like there was always a ton of people and our community is so um we just have a big community here yeah. of people and I think like that is really amazing but I think that was one of the things that maybe was a sticky point and that we had to learn of like mm-hmm. oh yeah we're not all gonna like be doing this thing together like yeah this is a season where you know Anna and Hannah are like getting closer or you know like or whatever like like Sam and Ellen are living on the east side of Portland right now and the rest of us like live on the west side and like that's really cool and fun for them mm-hmm. and like they're meeting new friends and meeting new people and having new experiences and like um, that's amazing and like we all I think yeah I mean we desire to like be a part of it but it's so cool to watch mm-hmm. each other like do new things and like make mm-hmm. new friends and like root yeah. each other on and like yeah are so glad that two two of our friends that we love so much are like spending more time together and growing deeper in their relationship like because mm-hmm. I think that's really important to have those like individual one-off things I think that's what creates a stronger like friendship yeah. dynamic as a whole like for the group it feels mm-hmm. like the the gift we've given each other in a lot of ways and a lot of different aspects uh is freedom like freedom to be who we are freedom to grow Mm -hmm. in unique ways into who we are as individuals and who unique relationships what those look like what we want to be what our marriages are like what it's like to be a mom and uh, we can step away from that or more into that and like just just operate very freely as who we are and i think that's a really attractive thing about this group like i think joining later joining later like it wasn't accepted my application no i think be, like initiation. from the outside yeah. for a period uh-huh. guys, watching I was you guys all of you guys were initiated i never was it was scary the cops no, no, no. <laughs> but sincerely from the outside looking in i think seeing you guys Sorry, and how freely you love each other and how you interact and give each other grace and I, I, there's some. There's a really cool gift that everyone shares with one another in this group that you don't see all the time and you don't get in every relationship, um, mm-hmm. and it's super special. And I think it's something that I aspire to bring in other relationships, having learned it here, mm-hmm. to give freedom in my marriage to my husband, yeah. to watch him grow and change, and mm-hmm. to other friendships, and to myself even a little bit. But I think that's a really cool piece, and I'm not sure 
if someone was asking how to cultivate that, like mm -hmm. what the answer would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say, I don't think we've always been perfect yeah. at that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think one of, yeah. Yeah. I think especially like our later high school years, early college, college years, we have not mm. always been the most, or we weren't always the most accepting. Tell us more. Just because I think we were figuring out ourselves in that time. Um, and so I think one of the, to that point, I think mm -hmm. we've all learned to do that, which has mm -hmm. yeah. been really cool to witness. But mm -hmm. I can say for myself, like, I was not always the most accepting, mm -hmm. um, especially true. during that time, you know, you um, making decisions and making decisions. Yeah. Like wondering why someone's doing something a certain way and kind of bring that up, not knowing how to bring up differences. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I will say we we have had I don't want to pretend like we're perfect here yeah, because no, we yeah. absolutely oh, no, are perfect. not no. yeah other than Ellen no, she's pretty perfect no but no, 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 no. Um, yeah we've definitely had our fair share of struggles that I think we've learned from and learned our mistakes in kind of having struggles mm -hmm. accepting people and that we've learned from that and now now we strive for that because we know that it was not healthy yeah yeah. But the cool part about that is that there is, uh, like, through those struggles, there's been a lot of forgiveness, too, yeah. which I think that yeah. if you were in a relationship like that, yeah. forgiveness is key. That right. was like, I was driving over here and I was like, I think forgiveness is like one of the biggest things in a relationship. And that goes back biblically, like Jesus forgives us. So like, why would I not be able to forgive you guys? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. there's really nothing. And we've gone through those issues, not to get like nitty gritty, maybe, but like, there's really nothing you guys could do that I wouldn't be able to forgive, you yeah. know, because mm -hmm. there's nothing we can do that God can't forgive us, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to really humble ourselves, because like Lindsay said, yeah. like, it wasn't perfect. There was so many, because I think in high school, especially, like, we had this mold that we felt like, oh, we all fit into it, so... Um, we have the yes. same path, but that path, mm -hmm. even if it's all following Jesus, looks different too, you yeah. know, whether yeah. it's the way we mother now or, mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, the things that um, us and our husbands mm -hmm. do, the way that, you know, yeah. all that things look so different. And yeah. while I think honesty and like keeping, you know, like having those conversations to better one another are still important, it's also respect mm -hmm. to be yeah. like, I respect you that mm -hmm, you can make mm -hmm. your own decision. I can give you yeah. my input maybe, you know, to have that conversation because I think that's important friendships. We're not just like, oh, I'm going to blindly, you know, let you do your thing. We still have conversations, but then there's other mm -hmm. things too where it's like, hey, that's your choice to make. And mm -hmm. once but, again, we have that choice. But yeah. I feel like along the way too, like those conversations weren't easily had. Like yeah. things mm -hmm. that were said, yeah. situations yeah. that we went through, like, mm -hmm. like we had to learn how to have those conversations yeah. respectfully. Mm -hmm. right. And that was a tough growing pain. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think too, like with you, we keep kind of sort of referencing friendships like a marriage. And I feel like it, that's a really great mm -hmm. connection to draw because I think you know, in a marriage, like, when you forgive your spouse, you forgive them. You don't constantly remind them of the thing that mm -hmm. they did and the thing, like, you know, it's, and Jesus does that with us, right? Like, he forgives us, but he's not like, oh, but remember when you did this or remember? No, like, it's it's done. Like, it's over. And I think that's really important. And, and I, it's something that I think we've all done with each other of, like, you know, I remember even just within our friend group, things happening and me being like, I can't believe you forgave her that quick. Like, I'm mm. still mad about that. And it wasn't even me that went through that. And like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And, <laughs> but you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that like, 
and, and <laughs> but like in the middle of it, you know, we, we had these these thoughts of like, I can't believe that you. Yeah. But I think it all goes back to the fact that like you choose a marriage, like you right. choose to be married to your spouse and like we're choosing to be friends with each other. Mm-hmm. And that means that like when bad things happen, when hard things happen, when we have falling outs, when we have seasons where we're not as close, mm-hmm. ultimately we all always go back to like, no, I'm, you're my chosen people. You're my chosen family. And even though it doesn't always look good, like I'm choosing you. And by choosing you, that means like, I'm going to let go of this thing that I've been mm-hmm. frustrated with, or I'm, I'm going to remember that I forgave you for that and I'm not going to think about it again mm-hmm. or yeah. and, and even have the hard yeah. conversation on the front end oh of like totally it hurt me and let's talk let's work yeah. through that and being yeah. committed yeah. to doing yeah. that yeah. I think it's easy to avoid those things for the effort of just like I want to be done I don't want to have the hard conversation yeah. depending yeah. on your Enneagram number yeah. true yeah. that's very true. True, 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 true but I also think that that's why we are where we're at is because we don't avoid exactly yeah yeah for better or worse yeah. as like awkward to hannah's point or hard as the conversation might go and not yeah. be perfect like yeah and going back to what kelsey was saying in the beginning like about treating us as family i think it's kind of like the same with your family right mm-hmm. they piss you off but then you know you have to work it out with them or you're really comfortable in conflict with them so at least you're yeah. giving yourselves the chance to reconcile and work it out and i think over the years from doing it really immaturely to doing it more maturely, we've learned how to be in conflict with each other and work through those things. And I know for me as an Enneagram 8, conflict for me leads to intimacy because I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm really getting to see someone's true colors. Like yeah. we're having an honest conversation. And I feel like then at the end of that conversation, there's growth and there's like a deeper mm-hmm. connection, especially if it's reconciled, which in the case of our friends, it usually has been. And so I feel like that is something that like we've really, like you guys were saying, from high school to college, we kind of had to let each other go in a sense, a little bit. Um, we got some baby toots. <laughs> um, I feel like we kind of had to let each other go, go because I think for a while we were all trying to like hold each other to this certain mold of like we yeah. all have to be on this path. And there was a lot of tension from that, but once we learned to let that go, Um, I think that that became a then very healthy thing for our friendship. And we've talked on the podcast before, Jer and I, about like codependency in marriage. But I think codependency codependency can also be a thing in relationships with friends. Like if you're constantly feeling disappointed by someone, if you're constantly feeling let down by someone, if you're putting that someone as like an idol in your life, then like your expectations of them are always going to feel, it's always going to make you feel disappointed. And I think for a while there may have been a little bit of that in our friendship, like in those years of growing up from high school to college. And now we've really learned to like let each other kind of thrive and breathe through the transitions of life that we are all in. So, well, you brought up, so you were bringing up the Enneagram and I think like looking back on the longevity of our friendship, there were, I could, I could, pinpoint certain seasons where a big thing was happening in all in in all of us that like kind of helped us over a hump and I think like one of those things was meeting Jesus yeah and we all met Jesus at different times or like really dove in in our relationship with the Lord at different times Mm -hmm. and I think like that was a pivotal point and I think also to that that point you made about kind of acting out of immaturity in like our relationship mm-hmm. to maturity, I think that was a big, you know, a transition. I think now that we're adults and have, you know, jobs and husbands and, and kids and fur babies and all these different things, like I think <laughs> one of the one of the bigger things that we have all kind of worked on or have 
introduced into our friendship, I don't really feel like on purpose has been the Enneagram. And, you know, the Enneagram in relationships is so pivotal for, like, empathy and communication. And I think, like, Mm -hmm. my grace for all of you has grown significantly by knowing your numbers Mm -hmm. and knowing, like, even just, like, you and me, Audrey, like, the Mm -hmm. last rough patch that you and I went through, like, I didn't know anything about the Enneagram. I didn't know anything about an eight, and I'm a nine. So when you would want to argue something with me or debate something, you would leave being like, wow, we had this cool conversation. (laughs) I left saying, oh my gosh, Audrey and I do not agree on anything, and how are we (laughs) friends, and this is never going to work. How do you think Jeremy feels? He's also (laughs) mine. No, I know. (laughs) But, you know, and I think that that's like... You know, we can all, knowing each other's numbers, we also know how to communicate and how to Mm -hmm. present things now. And I think, like, some of our numbers, like, if I can be frank, are a shock to me. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I didn't, like, get, like, I get it. Sure, I know all of you guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that, but I Mm. see that, like, bend in you. And so now I want to work Mm. to present something differently to you or, like, I know what you're going to love. Or sometimes now I know, like... Who's the person that I'm going to reach out to about this situation? Yeah. Because you might be the better fit for, like, this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> no offense. that's good. But you know what I mean? And I think, like, that's a that's been a really cool thing in our friendship. And it's been... I think it's just, like, it kind of neutralizes the playing field of, like, when you talk about Enneagram of, like, hey, this thing that's, like, bothering me or this thing that's, like, annoying me. And you kind of talk about Enneagram and it's, like, it kind of addresses the issue without, like addressing the issues yeah no I think yeah I totally echo Anna's thought there on just us all being different and Sam you had mentioned that too about how we can look the same but we really are so different I think that's once again another reason why we work so well because we really do like we have Aj the one who will drop the truth bomb in a GM and we're you know we're debating it out and it doesn't go well (laughs) or we have I don't respond yeah And we have, you know, the peacemakers, and I like to think of myself as, like, a glue, like, in a sense, like, bringing you us all together, you, you know, just the loyalists, like, you, you guys are, mama. like, my, th- you know, like, we all just have these different things that make our train keep, like, going, you know, mm-hmm. in a sense, because we all bring something to the table that's totally different, but it took time to understand, because I remember being like, I'm terrible at, like, spending time one-on-one with someone, I just kept beating myself down, like, I need to be better at that, I need to be better at that, and it was like... But I'm really good, actually, at bringing us all yeah, together, yeah, you know? Right. So it's yeah, like yeah. realizing a strength that I bring to the table, and I didn't understand that until we really mm-hmm. dove deep into mm-hmm. Enneagrams and realized, like, hey, Anna, Sam, you guys are really great at, like, meeting with someone one-on-one or something like that, you know? And, like, you guys prefer that, too, and that's cool. And I'm not that. And so it's okay to not be everything, you know? Yeah. 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 That's Ellen really good. still won't hang And it's okay. And like, I know. I, say, I was going to say about Aj, too, like, <laughs> so many conversations where she really probed me to, like, think deep and altered my life completely. Like, I wouldn't have met my husband if he didn't probe me about the choices I was making my freshman year of college. And I started to lead Young Life, and I met him. So it's like, you challenged me in that, and, like, sitting in your kitchen having that conversation was so hard but you just kept asking but why you know and like probing me and like my life has completely been altered (laughs) you know because of that and like because of who you are Mm -hmm. so I just am so grateful obviously that we're all very different because Mm it it is so different relationships in so many Mm -hmm. of my life yeah If you still have not grabbed a copy of A Love Letter Life yet, what are you waiting for? 
Maybe you think that it's not for you because you're single or you think it's not for you because you're just not married yet or maybe you think it's not for you because you've been married 10 plus years or because you don't share the same faith as us or because you're a guy or you're just not a reader. I challenge you to go and read some of the reviews on Amazon by people who are single, dating, married, of all faiths and backgrounds, males and females, avid readers, and people who say that this is the first book that they've actually finished in over a decade. Wherever you're at in your life right now, I know that this story is going to meet you right where you're at. And if you aren't a big book reader, you can even go and download the audio version of our book read by Jeremy and I, and you can listen to it in just under six hours. And while we're on the topic of friendship, in today's episode, this is a great book to read with a group of friends. Or if you've already read A Love Letter Life, would you consider passing it along to a friend, whether that's gifting them a copy or lending them yours? I know it will encourage, equip, and inspire them wherever they're at in their love story. And if you read the book too, you know that that's true. So head over to Amazon or your local bookstore and grab a copy today. Or again, if you've already finished reading the book, send one out to a friend or drop your copy by sometime this week. All right, back to our conversation. And I think on the flip side of that, like, not to like get too into like myself, but like for me, that's been a huge, like through conversations like that and like conversations with you on it, I've learned to like really hone back from like my intensity of like the way that I drop truth bombs or call people out or challenge people and things. And I'm actually like way more reluctant to do it now because it's, it's hurt relationships for me. And so then that hurts me. So then I'm like, I'm now like way more reserved when it comes to that than I ever have been. And I think that's been a growth thing through conflict in our friendships and realizing like, okay, I need to like change some things about my approach here. And I need to like be more sensitive and compassionate to at the time, not knowing your guys' Enneagram numbers, but different personality types. And, Mm -hmm. and so I think that's really like helped as an individual. And I think too, like one thing that's really contributed to all of us, maintaining friendship throughout the years is just like we all have a desire to be self-aware and we all want to grow as people whether it's in our careers whether it's in our friendships in our marriages like in knowledge of ourself in knowledge of the lord and i think that's been something that not a lot of people are just okay with like being complacent and like not challenging themselves to grow and i think that's been something that's also been really healthy for our group of friends but mm-hmm. yeah yeah well and i think too all of us have our individual friends outside of the group mm-hmm. too and i think that that's a really important just for like that not all of your stock or weight or expectations are in the same you know seven people yeah but mm-hmm. i think then too you know our outside relationships bring new dynamics and bring new people and new ideas and new experiences in and i mm-hmm. think that like i can look at all of our outside friendships and it's just fun because I see how those friendships make you better, which then make you a better friend to me and to us. And and also it's kind of fun because all of you guys have your own people that you have that you love, and they are now people that we love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also really important, mm-hmm. too, that there isn't a jealousy factor. I mean, yeah. and, that, and, and, and I say that like that mm-hmm. hasn't always been the case. Yeah. It hasn't always been the In case. In the younger years. Yeah, or... <laughs> 
Or in the adult years of like, man, we all were so close and now, you know, there are certain individuals that are spending more time with either our spouse or or new groups and you're kind of sometimes away or or moved away. Yeah. Like Kelsey and like you worry that you're losing, you're losing something Mm -hmm. or something's like, you know, slipping away. But really in the end through patience and like just that choosing of the friends, Mm -hmm. like you are my people no matter what. I think it's provided an interesting element and like it's allowed us to grow and um, like grow individually and as our friends, but also like outside people, like meeting really like all of us Mm -hmm. are just incredible judges of character. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful people that we're friends with. And it's just, it's, it's cool because you all individually have met people that have impacted my life. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and that's a cool thing too, to be, to be, to be not jealous or to be like excited about that and then to be welcoming mm-hmm. and to say like okay that this is your new friend or this is your outside group of friends you love them i'm gonna love them like mm-hmm. and then just the friendship friendship group can get bigger and mm-hmm. i feel like yeah, that's one of the day. things that's sometimes hard because with our group you know we're the gs we have a group i think one of the things that sometimes struggle is being inclusive to other people you know we have periods of that and I think we're so much better at it but Mm -hmm. I feel like too along the road like because of that group status like we probably hurt some people along the way too and that and people did not like that yeah (laughs) uh before I was in the GS I was like GS what a bunch of BS (laughs) (laughs) I was I felt super jealous and I Mm -hmm. felt because I was closer with Ellen Mm -hmm. and then you guys all had your group and I just remember being like I don't get it. Like, why don't I? Why can't I get into yeah. this crew? And then I told mm-hmm. them to let you in. <laughs> I don't give you five dollars. Yeah. Like, I'm still paying a monthly. I totally <laughs> no, I agree with you, <laughs> Lindsay. But I also, for the sixes, like it was really hard for me to trust other people. Mm-hmm. So to yeah. me, yeah, I just now have like made friendships that are you know different. And being a stay-at-home mom, the only one you know, like you guys all work, and so different things like that that play a role in like me mm-hmm. having to trust other people. Yeah. Because, like, I've just forever relied on you guys. And so when, you know, maybe you weren't available or you weren't, like, that was really rough, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, Mm -hmm. that was hard because I just expected you guys need to be there for me all Mm -hmm. the time. And that can't be, you know? Well, you were gone the other weekend, and I was like, I just want to hang out with Anna, and she's not here. (laughs) Yeah, I think think that's an important note. Like, we've all been through seasons, too, where we felt like, even though we have these incredible friends, I think that there's there's also been, like, seasons of loneliness, Mm -hmm. even though there's been, like, you could be in a crowd of people, and, like, you can still feel lonely, and... Mm -hmm. Like, I was single while a lot of my friends were married, and that was really hard for me, and I had a lot of really hard conversations with people. Like, I don't, you know, feel as included as I would if I was married or lived on the west side or, you know, all of these things. And it takes, I think, a lot of, like, grace and patience from your friends. But also, like, uh, an understanding, too, that, like... I think that we all, this sounds kind of silly, but, like, we all, like, love ourselves, too. I think, like, I think it's been cool to see, like, people have, like, patience with themselves and, like, grace for themselves and, like, really step into who they are as well. I think you have to, in order to be able to give to other people, um, 
you also have to give to yourself a little bit. And I think I've seen people do that over um, the years. Over the sure. years, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a huge part of the Enneagram, too, is grace for yourself and grace mm-hmm. for others. Yeah. Like and learning compassion. more about yourself and learning more about others so that you can increase your grace. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, so good. Enneagram too. I think I, I, sometimes I overthink it because it's like obviously this like Jesus C Myers Briggs sometimes is how I struggle with it. But like what I love about it is like it helps me understand people's motivations and like mm-hmm. it doesn't like I I don't love putting people in a box, but I love knowing what people are inspired by or motivated by, and so I think it's interesting to. To know that and in our group on the east side we went through a a really strong season of enneagram it was like really heavy enneagram we all read the book all the guys all the girls um and we came out of it and for a while there we were all talking about it a lot but after that i feel like we all understood each other a lot better so i think it's a super cool tool um for both relationships and friendships and family family Mm -hmm. and i think my my like relationship at home has been the coolest part of Enneagram for sure. Yeah. And if you're listening right now and you're still like, what is Enneagram? We have a couple of podcasts on the Enneagram where we've interviewed some experts. Um, Suzanne Stabile and Ian Cron and Chris Hewitt have all been on the podcast on different episodes. And you guys can also go take the Enneagram um, test. The most accurate one is the ready. Um, so if you go to EnneagramInstitute.com and you take the ready test, it's like $12 and that's the most accurate of all the tests. It'll give you like your top three numbers and then you can read about each of those numbers and figure out which one you are but yeah it's been a great thing for Jared and I's marriage it's been a great thing for our friendships clearly all of us as self as self-growth and self-development tool and so I think that's been really cool but I wanted to ask you guys all a question and maybe we can like round table this one um what do you guys feel like with our outside friendships now because we all have friends with our husband's spouse like our husband's friends from growing up or friends from college or friends from work what do you guys feel like is something that you've learned or taken from our group of friends into those outside friendships? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I <laughs> like I'm something you've learned from it or to you guys. But yeah. yeah, all my outside friends know everyone. <laughs> I mean, what's going on in their life? Who's yeah. pregnant? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this makes sense, but, like, my gut, like, response to that question is, like, I've actually been able to be brave and expand and reach out to different people because I know that I have Mm -hmm. a safety net. Like, I know that I, I'm, like, I'm in the fortunate position, and I know that not everybody is in my stage of life. I have a core group of people that are always going to catch me when I fall, Mm. and that are always going to be my go-tos, and that are always going to, like, love me regardless, and so I think because of that, it's almost given me a platform to, like, jump off of and, like, make new friends and meet new people, and and it isn't about, like, needing to fill certain Mm. friendship slots or spaces. It's not about Mm. that at all, but I think, like, you know, through work or church or almost like confidence kind of yeah, like a confidence of like, I, I know that I have a safety net and like I have friends and I can, you know, reach out to new people. And I've, I've, I've seen good friendships modeled. So I have the Mm -hmm. confidence that like, Mm -hmm. I'm a good friend and like, I know how to love people and I know how to, you know, 
I don't know. Does that no, make that sense? totally makes that makes sense. I see that, but I also see the opposite in me sometimes because I feel like I, um, because I've had this close group of friends for so long, sometimes I'm like, how do I make a friend? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How do I step out here? All right. Um, yeah. But they don't know me, and then I have to show myself, and you know, I just overthink yeah. things because you all know me, and I don't have to try. Whereas mm. in new friendships, just initially, and this is like the um, self-conscious nine in me, I feel like it's hard for me to step out um, in new relationships. Yeah, sometimes. I 100% feel you as another nine mm-hmm. over here. I, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I do feel like from being friends <laughs> from so young and having those friendships change so much, it's almost been a little bit of a training ground in like how mm-hmm. to love well and mm-hmm. how to forgive and how to have grace. Um, yeah, and how to just find that beauty in relationships where it changes over time and it's a struggle, but you're still close and, you know, having grace. And, I mean, I feel like what's the value in any sort of relationship if there's not some sort of, like, struggle and forgiveness and growth? So I think that our friendships have been just kind of like a training ground in that. And we've continued our friendships, but I've also been able to use that, like, with my spouse and other relationships. So, yeah. I think, like, realizing kind of, like, the yin to the yang for me, like, what I've already talked about, just us being different. Like, for me in that other relationship, I've able to take my strength from our friendship and use that in my other friendship. So, like, hey, I'm someone who's really consistent. Like, you can text me, and I will text you back right away, and I will be there. <laughs> so good. Like, I, so I just good. am, like, so on, I feel like with that and like realizing like that's a strength of mine and so mm-hmm. I use that in my other friendships of like hey I'm kind of all I'm here I'm gonna gather us together I'll be there if you can't make it that's fine you know like but I'll be there and so realizing that in our relationships I'm able to be like hey this is my strength I'm gonna bring it to this table yeah. too and yeah, like yeah. let's grow our strengths at this table yeah. and you bring yours and we'll kind of all come mm-hmm. together yeah. and like build that. confidence been, in yourself yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're a very consistent person. I love that about you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry I don't text back all the time. <laughs> no, it's okay because you know what? We all have our, our different strengths. Mm-hmm. I relate to that meme that's like I'm either going to text you back in like five seconds or yes. like five business days. <laughs> I was going to say you are that meme. <laughs> I love that meme. Yeah. Five to 12 years. <laughs> Ellen, Ellen and I were trying to play phone ago. tag for five yeah. plus days. So many unread messages. I, I always say if I, I was dead in a ditch, don't call Ellen. I'm so sorry. Because her not, mailbox is full. Not because I don't she want to help you. No, I know. Ellen used to, Ellen and I used to call each other. We called each other every single day you for did. three years. Oh, yeah. yeah, I freaking yeah. know because I lived with Ellen and I was like, <laughs> why won't you talk to me? She, well, she and, and I would, would like, be at sleepovers with yes. all of them. And yeah, I would leave the room before Ellen joined. Would, she like, would leave us to go talk on the phone with Ellen. She would excuse herself from our friendship. Sorry, we just had really important things to know. My jealousy had never been so strong and uh, I slept in a bunk bed in college together and I would be like Ellen pal like what's wrong like you're, you're bothered like you're not talking to me and she wouldn't talk to me about whatever was bothering her and then freaking Audrey would call and she would go in a closet and talk to her for three hours and then she would come back all chipper and I'm like cool yeah I see where you're like who, who your better friend is like, no, not true that's not what it was like uh, what's so for a couple yeah. of years <laughs> Back to the beautiful things we've taken away from (laughs) you. No, I think for me, uh, 
Kelsey, you mentioned this sort of be somewhat of a training ground, and I think it's been really cool. Sam and I both were married a lot later than y'all, and to watch you guys love us or to let myself be loved in a really different season and learn to interact with each other, going through really different things, even if that might feel like a small thing to someone who is listening, um, or to now Sam and I both don't have kids and y'all have kids, and like, what does that look like to be a part of that with you but in a really different season? I think it's been cool to learn how to do that and then take that to other relationships and try to love people who are in different seasons and open myself to know that not all my friends in my whole life will look like me or be in the same stage and that shouldn't be a barrier to how we relate or how we love each other and it's been cool to learn that with you guys of just like loving people that are walking through different things and learning different things and care about different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. It's because we're all just humans and super different. And I'll attest to you dancing with my daughter at 9 o'clock last night that you're just the fun auntie ah, that yeah. just yeah. totally pours into all of our children even, you know, yeah. When you I don't have to be up at 4 in the morning. But I think it's kind of cool, like, in the same sense that it's really special that we have all gone through similar life experiences around the same time. I think it's also cool that some of us, whether it be marriage, buying a house or a kid or, or job stuff, there's been a lot of us that have done it at different times. And I think like that's a cool thing too, because I think just speaking for myself personally, like having a baby and then remembering that like, oh yeah, not everyone has a kid. And like there's life outside of just like, being at home mm-hmm. and being a mom and mm-hmm. like and that's I think that that's great because I think it provides like a like a reminder of like yeah there 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 are more things not that there are more things to life in your own child I don't mean that but like that there's just other things that other people are doing and it's almost like mm-hmm. I don't know I kind of love that about us too yeah but it's like a reminder that like value there's that too just because you're valuing something doesn't mean like it's the only thing of value Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and i think like in a in your in in like a selfish way that's a very good reminder and it always kind of like helps me in in like my mental yeah emotional health yeah Yeah. i feel so lucky i'm raising kids with you guys (laughs) honestly i like think about that like if i was on an island raising a child alone i would just fall into a ditch and just not be a good mom. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, you guys, I tell people that all the time. The only reason why I'm having a baby is well, because one, I want to be a mom, and two, my kids are, my friends are having kids, so it's a little bit more motivation <laughs> to have a baby. She's honest. Sorry, Ben. The most honest. Yeah, I text Kelsey, what is this rash? What's going on with my What is this rash? We basically have an on-call doctor in our friend group. Yeah. Heals all the things. I like to send her pictures of the day. I was like... I did too. Does this cream work for this one thing? And she was like, um, I don't know. What are the ingredients? I'm like, I don't really know. Like, You're a doctor. I've Just definitely been me. over for non-official ear checks yes. multiple times. But yeah. Oh, don't get her in trouble. Um, I think the thing that I've taken most out of our friendship is just the beautiful gift of vulnerability. Um, I think, like, I am not vulnerable with a lot of people, but I'm vulnerable in this space with these people. And I think it, it, it started from a really young age with, I think, trust and years and years and years and years of friendship um, and building that. But I feel like... I don't have that, like, vulnerability hangover ever with um, this group of people. And if I need or if I'm going through something or if I'm not and I'm just, like, happy and in a good spot, like, 
I call them or I we see each other and it's like it goes back to like picking up where we left off and we can like be honest with each other and I think that that's the coolest thing to even bring back to like my marriage or my family or yeah. even work like mm-hmm. the like just that like gift of vulnerability um I think I learned that here and I think it pours into like other parts of my life um yeah so it's good yeah I think being, do you feel like that's made it easier or harder for you to be vulnerable with outside friendships um I think it goes in in waves like I I think <laughs> having another really strong group of friends that I depend on I think yeah I'm absolutely vulnerable with them too but it looks different it it looks like it's a new vulnerability um which doesn't make it any less necessarily but it's a new vulnerability this is like a this is like a you know foundational trust Mm -hmm. and and I think that there's something to be said about like our the long-lasting the like sheer time of our friendship but also that like our parents know each other and our siblings all know each other and there's like it everything is kind of connected and I think that there's something like really um like just like gratifying about that and I know my mom talks about it a lot like she's really grateful for the friends that like I'm have and like that because like we kind of like we have really amazing parents and I think that that's really a testament to like Mm -hmm. why we're friends but also a part of it is we kind of raised each other Mm -hmm. you know like we and our parents raised each other yeah Yeah. exactly I can call Janelle Fluke Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a second if I need something and I know Samantha's mom will have my back in a second she will but I also know that Holly Lucas would whip my butt if yeah. I did something bad yeah, because I have also been disciplined by some of y'all <laughs> there's no one that's like more crap from us than Terry Van Lee. Yeah, yeah. 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 Third out there. shout out to her except me I've not had a single eating of her food I wasn't part of it but I was just my we TP Terry's house yeah with us there you mean Kelsey's house well yeah wait I heard that you guys also TP'd my house or you I TP'd your house. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but also, what? Oh. You my mom. Friends. Oh, you. <laughs> How dare you? But also, like, what, what did I do? Kelsey, I want to hear what Kelsey I has to say. say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, my mom. This is Kelsey talking. I feel like this is going to get confusing on the podcast. He's talking. So we hung out a lot at my parents' house, and like I said, it kind of had a family feel, and we all were parented a little bit by each other's parents. My mom had a picture, like, along with all of our family pictures. She had, like, a framed picture <laughs> of our group of friends. I think it's still there from, like, mm-hmm. us in high school. That she took. Like, that those she pictures took, she yeah. took. We were all, like, posed together. Sorry. Just, like, amongst our family pictures. <laughs> yeah. This picture of all of, like, the God Squad, the GS. I mean, all my vacations were with friends' families because yeah. my parents didn't go on, you know, extreme okay, vacations. Girl, don't yeah. I but also Cindy mm-hmm. fed me yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say. And you guys my tried mom a lot of new food groups. Oh, yeah. And I would always say to Dan. Oh, my cup of milk. Every yes. time from Dambodi, and I was like, I don't milk. like milk. Oh. M E L K. Yeah, I yeah. never liked milk either, I but I did it for Dan. Well, and our parents were all so different. Like, our parents were really different. And a lot of our parents, I mean, 
besides Kelsey and my parents, like none of our parents were like believe like mm-hmm. we weren't raised in Christian homes. Besides Kelsey and I, I guess and your parents my too, parents. Anna's parents. Wipers. But but beyond that, like we all like came to our faith kind of together and through each other. And I think that was like a really beautiful thing in the sense that like we chose each other, we grew in that together. And I think that was a really, like if you look at kids now, like the generation that's growing up now, you know, they may be raised in Christian homes, but if they don't have solid Christian Mm -hmm. friends, Mm -hmm. they're going to be far more likely Mm -hmm. to stray away or to not have anyone to to process things yeah. with or mm-hmm. to ask the hard questions yeah. with. And I think like that is something that's kept our faith so yeah. strong because we grew in that together. And so I think that was like something that was, we have siblings yeah. that, you know, that, you know, lived in the exact same scenario same as home. us, but yeah. for sure, if I yeah. thank God every day for you guys, cause if it wasn't for you guys, my life would be obviously completely different mm-hmm. Yeah, and knowing him, yeah is the most important part of my life so that's like why I'm so grateful mm-hmm. and I was going to say on that note of like thinking our families now thinking like our husbands because they've yeah. all had to become friends and yeah. I say it had but truly like yeah. my husband's friends all moved away and mm-hmm. so like these like are his yeah yeah his high school his, yeah so it's like them being together has you know obviously allowed us to continue our friendships because we can still get together as families mm-hmm. and know that we're not just like putting them through trials and maybe yeah. they feel that way i don't know and props but to them like, it's been hey. hard for them because they yeah. don't have that longevity they just no, got thrown true. into it yeah but they've like done a really good job of like they respect what we have i think so yeah. much and they see that as being such a healthy thing for each of us as individuals and as wives like it yeah. makes us better when nothing makes me more happy than when i look at that i'm like who are you texting and he's like Jake Gerard. <laughs> Jake will text anyone. Yeah. Okay. But that makes awesome. it less special. <laughs> no, I'm saying he I, like texts all yeah. your but I, like but I think all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What's Jake's name? Jake? He's a one mm-hmm. with a nine. That's so we're all, I'm nine with one. He's one with nine. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's really cool. But I think that's also mm-hmm. kind of cool too. Like our husbands. So like mm-hmm. some of our husbands knew each other before we all got married. Some of them didn't. But yeah. because of I just, I mean, again, the Lord orchestrating everything, like, each one of our husbands have had, you know, moments or seasons or different relationships with each other's husbands that's been really incredible, and I think that that's also really huge, like, truly, I can look around and say, my husband loves every single one of your husbands, Mm -hmm. which is very rare, Mm -hmm. like, your husband, Rick Yeager, married Ben and I. I know, and that's, like, so special, <laughs> because like Ricky didn't know Ben outside of Hannah, like and that Hannah was my best friend, yeah. and so you know, like I, I wouldn't have met Jerry without Kelsey and Mitch. I, so right, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be friends if it wasn't for our husbands yeah. becoming Hannah friends and over. reconciling our relationship. <laughs> no, it's know? super true. I think that that's like and like it's my true. my husband was in the same fraternity as Lindsay's husband, mm-hmm. and you know, there's different so there's so different bad. elements. I think. That are at play, but I think again, it's a the Lord orchestrating, but b like I think too, like we all we would not have attracted or married men that wouldn't have got along. I think mm-hmm. with our group, True. but I yeah. think we, but I think you would have let us know, watch. If you don't like them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know some of oh, us were down a different path, but <laughs> we all course corrected and we're all thriving. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, but I, but I think that's, I think that's a really, path. I think that's a really key element. <laughs> 
because Sorry. I think too longevity when you mm. longevity and friendships when you're married and have families it's so key that husbands like your friends and husbands like yeah. other friends husbands like mm-hmm. well and that's like an indicate like when I was dating Jer looking at his friends and becoming friends with his friends like that was an indicator for me of like the health of him as a human being and like my attractiveness to him and like yeah traits it said so much about him your friends because you choose them you know so i think that's really cool we are so grateful for every single one of you who has taken just a couple minutes to leave a review for the show i wanted to take a second to read two reviews for the podcast that have been super encouraging to us this week and so i'm gonna go ahead and read those first this is by taylor I first heard Audrey and Jeremy on another podcast. I didn't know about the TV show and I'm not on social media. I was highly intrigued, so went out and bought the book on a whim. I enjoyed the book so much and then found out that they had a podcast. So I went back and started from their first episode and could not stop listening. I truly feel they are honest and vulnerable and just real. As a Christ follower, I find them encouraging and challenging. I have loved hearing their thoughts and the thoughts of their guests. I'm so excited to keep listening and taking notes. Thank you so much for your review, Taylor. And then I'm going to read a review from Jenna. She says, The Behind the Scenes podcast is something that everyone can benefit from. Jeremy and Audrey Roloff live and love intentionally and are filled with words of wisdom on numerous subjects. Not only do they share their own wisdom, but they bring people on the podcast that have inspired them too. This podcast is something that I look forward to every week, and my husband and I have had many important conversations because of the things that they have shared in these episodes. Not only has this inspired me to live more intentionally, but it has also benefited my marriage and my faith. Thanks for your honesty and vulnerability, Jeremy and Audrey. You both are such a light for Christ in this world. Definitely give this podcast a listen. Thank you so much, Jenna, and thank you to every single one of you who have left a review for the show. If you haven't done so yet, we would really appreciate you just taking a couple minutes to go hit that five-star rating and leave a quick review on some thoughts of how this podcast has maybe encouraged you, challenged you, or inspired you in your life. All right, back to the episode. Guys, we're going on time, but I do want to ask... If you guys can take a second to think about this, one more question. It's kind of a twofold question. So we got a lot of listeners that are younger, not married, single, maybe in college. Then we have a lot of listeners who are married and are starting to have kids. Like that's kind of like we have the whole spectrum, but those are kind of like our two main groups. So I'd love for everyone to share just what is something that you wish that you would have known when you were in high school or college in that season of life where you're really laying the ground for building a long-term friend, um, because it is a lot harder to make friends outside of college, you know? And so I think like in those high school and college years, like what advice would you give to somebody who's in high school and college about building and keeping a long-term friend? And then to somebody who is maybe past that season of life and they have kids now and it's hard for them to get together with people, um, what advice would you give to them when it comes to going out and making new friends at that season of end stage of life, which we are all kind of in right now. Whoever wants to go first can raise their hand and then we'll just circle it around. Um, I'll go. I would say for like the high Anna. school. Anna is going. Yeah, me, Anna. 
I'd say, and it kind of wraps around to my first thing that I said, is, like, be yourself. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so easy to try to be someone else or to try to, you know, be like them. Or, obviously, with, you know, social media, you can present yourself in whatever way you want to. But, like, the true friendships, and like I was saying with you guys, is, like, I'm able to be myself. And, like, that's why it thrives so well. And so I know that's high school – or. In high school, it's so hard because you're figuring yourself out. But, like, you guys never made me cave to, like, peer pressure stuff Mm -hmm. and all that kind of, you know, things that I didn't want to do. You guys were similar to me. Like, we would play games and do goofy things. And, like, that was awesome because I was able to be myself. And so that's, like, hard, I guess. Maybe it's not as specific. But it's a lot more fun when you're able to like just live out who you are and not be so pressured to be something else. Mm. Um, and then for where I'm at now, I would say is like reaching out. It's hard for me. Um, but you know, whether it's just texting someone and saying, Hey, I'm thinking of you or, um, you know, setting up a play date now. Um, that's something that I'm trying to do. And, like, you're able to bond on similarities, but then you're also able to grow on differences again. Like, so for me, it might look like reaching out to a mom. We have a similarity there. But then there's a ton of things different. Maybe they don't know Jesus. Maybe whatever it is, um, we can then grow on differences, you yep. know, too. So Good. I love that. Hannah? What's uh, the question? <laughs> okay. Question is, what you would tell someone in their younger years that's, like, oh, in the yeah. season of life making yeah, yeah, long-term yeah. friends, like, in their high school, college age, and then what would you tell someone who's out of that season, maybe married and has kids, harder to make friends, how to make new friends? For my younger years, looking back at it, I just feel like it goes back to having grace and patience and um, just loving on people and then being yourself. I, I, like, it's really hard for me to imagine going through high school now with a lot of the technology, a lot of the social media, and, and you know, I worry about that in a sense that, like, what are our kids going to, like, what is that going to, how is that going to play out for our kids? And at the end of the day, if we are having grace for each other and we're forgiving each other and and just being there when, you know, sometimes high school and college are some of the hardest years ever. Like, yeah. you go through so much in those years um, and just having someone to, that um, is consistent um for you and who you're consistent to um I think is so key yeah key to like thriving and and working through those tough times Hmm. um I don't know my answer on the latter question great I love it Anna I feel like um there's a little bit of a theme emerging for our first one but because Anna said be yourself and Hannah somewhat talked about that too and I was thinking, find yourself. So mm-hmm. really, like, in the same vein. Like, don't worry about who your friends are mm-hmm. and what they're doing. Just worry about mm-hmm. finding yourself and being yourself and finding people who, like, support that and spur you on to be the best you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, for, for, like, when you're a mom or, or just older, like, later on, um, in life more the phase we're in now just that like it can be hard to make new friends and that's okay and I think a lot of people feel that way so kind of yeah. just like acknowledging that but like it's hard and maybe you know somebody else feels a little bit awkward or or anxious about it too and so you know you're not alone in that and 
Mm-hmm. And it's okay to kind of take those little like baby steps to making those new friendships. And you probably, if you're feeling anxious about it or like it's kind of mm-hmm. difficult, you're probably not the only one that's feeling that way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you I was writing notes just because I, I was just trying to think of what I wanted to say. I think um, based off of what you, you three said about finding yourself, I think like. Once you start to find yourself, I think the key, and I think one of our pillars, is finding like-minded friends. So, like, finding friends that, um, you know, have the same passions and have the same morals or are heading in the same direction. Or, I think a lot of times, too, a lot of us clinged on to each other because it was like, oh, she's going in this direction. That's, like, where I'm trying to go. So, like, I kind of want to get on that train. So, I think, like... Yeah. I was going to say, it's like, the I, I don't know who said this, so don't quote me on this, but it's it, when someone says, you are the sum of the peop- like the three people who you spend the most yeah. time with. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, like, especially me joining kind of this crew a little bit later in life, that's what it was for me. It was like, I found, like Kelsey was saying, and, and Hannah, it's like, I was finding, like, who I was and what, truly what, like, my soul, who I was and my core mm-hmm. And even though I had and still have incredible, deep, meaningful friendships that I had prior to meeting all of y'all, like, why this thing works for me is that where my soul was and the direction that I wanted to take my life was the same train that you guys were on. And I wanted to get on that. And I sought you guys out and I wanted to spend time. And I, I kind of joked that I, like, forced my way in, like, because... I knew that you guys believed the same things as me, that your life trajectory was maybe going in the same direction, and, like, I just wanted to be a part of that, and that's what I wanted for myself, and so I knew that's what I wanted to throw myself into. So I think, like, for people listening who are in high school or college and you're trying to find that, I would say, like, look for the people who have the same dreams Mm -hmm. as you, who have the same goals as you, who have the same morals, the same beliefs, like... Mm-hmm. And that is not to say that you shouldn't have friends that are different than you, because I think that's also super important. But I yeah. think for, like, your core safe n- safety net of people, like, that's really important. Um, and then I think for now, like, making friendships now, I think I can only speak to, like, my situation being a mom, being a full-time, like, full-time working mom, Um I think being vulnerable, like, if you have the guts to be vulnerable with women that are your same Mm -hmm. season of life or age, you will immediately just, like, Mm -hmm. um, break the ice. Like, I was with a bunch of women recently, like, a couple months ago. I didn't know any of them. Like, I truly just met them, like, the day of this weekend thing that I went to, and I was trying to think, like, okay, this feels a little bit like adult young life camp. Like, how do I, how do Mm -hmm. I just, like, go in with these women And for me, like, my method was just, like, being really vulnerable and being truthful and being honest. And, like, sometimes that means, like, being self-deprecating or sometimes that means, like, you know, showing a peek behind the curtain. So I think, like, that's really important because I think as women and as moms and as, and I think for me, working moms, you want someone to, like, relate to you. You want to be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm at this meeting at 8 a.m., but, like, my kid you know how to blow out diaper at 3 a.m i'm so tired you want to yeah. grab a coffee because like man my kid just like really shit her pants like that's <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay but like 
I think then people find that connection. They find that safety net. They find, like, yeah. oh, you're like me. And mm-hmm. I think that as adults, we are, unfortunately, life hardens you and you put on this shell and you put yeah. on this face. And I think that, like, the more as adults that we can, like, remove the mask of, like, I'm normal. Like, mm-hmm. my kid pooped mm-hmm. in the bathtub last night. Like, I got a bad review at work. Like, I, you know. The more you can do that, the more relatable you are, and the more people are going to want to be drawn to you because they can be vulnerable as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for just, like, the younger years or, like... Sam speaking. Sam speaking. Hello. (laughs) Um, I think just for, like, the younger years, like, late high school, early college, I got a tip of advice when I first started my job and I've been in my job since I ended college and um I think the most valuable piece of advice that I've gotten in friendship and and just like any close relationship is um when you listen don't listen to respond listen to hear um and I think that that is such a huge part of friendship that we didn't really talk about tonight but like listening to the people around you and truly seeking to understand them. Um, I think that's such a huge part of friendship and, and honestly college and just, it helps you to understand people and, um, to understand what makes them tick. And the more you understand about what makes them tick, it can help you relate to them or not relate to them. And I think it's okay to not, as much as it is have, it's such a good thing to have good friends, but I think it's okay to recognize that you're maybe not going to be friends with someone too. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think yeah. listening is such a huge thing, and I know everyone's commented on the social media thing, but um, I I just I truly think like having life experiences and like literally going out and doing things together as friends is such a huge component to friendship, and it doesn't have to be publicized, or it does if you want it to be, but. Um, I just think that doing things together is is really important and really cool. Um, Yeah. And helps build that foundation of lasting memories that you can go back on when you're turning, like, when you're going to be turning 30 30? soon. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Also, I feel like twice. I was like, (laughs) also crazy that we grew up in a time where we couldn't be on our phones the whole time. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We We didn't have smartphones. We We had flip phones where you had to delete old text messages. But we did have AOL chat rooms. I got real crazy. Anna? But you had to go home, sign on. Yeah, Make sure nobody else was going to use the phone. Sign on. No, I got a cell phone and Anna racked up my cell phone bill like $400 when we were little. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, we all need to this have a whole other topic. Yeah. I think Sam, one thing that you were saying that I've been thinking about a lot lately is like a lot of my friends now are based on shared living, like what you're saying, like shared experiences, yeah. or they're more based on storytelling. Yeah. Like hmm. you're either storytelling or you're shared living because if you're not sharing life together, then you're just catching up all the time. You're just telling yeah. stories. But you have to have that season. Like I think for us, we shared so much life. That now we can story tell, but there's so much context of shared life. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like with our friends that we're making now, we kind of have to share life with them. Or we have to be willing to be vulnerable, like you said, and do that. Yeah. Because it's just harder with the storytelling yeah. thing, you know? like. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely a key component. Really yeah. quick, I think that um, all of us 
although we are we love these relationships, I think a lot of us have a desire to grow and meet new people and become friends with new people. And I think that that's cool as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I yeah I think that. Like, my husband and I, we made a new couple friend. And we were stoked to make the new couple friend. What a cute thing. You know? But we know that we can come back. But who is she? (laughs) (laughs) We know we can come back and we can still have these friends, too. But I think that's important because then those relationships bring new things to our current relationship. Ellen? Oh yeah. wait, wait! Did you? She I have oh, you have your later. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Sorry, Samantha. Current, current point in time, um, I have a pretty strong one wing, um, and I just think I just need to relax sometimes. Critical, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I just think like being. I have many times fallen a victim to just being critical of myself or other people or whatever it is I think just like relaxing into the friendships that you have and just letting those be and being flexible in those friendships current future past like I really do think that like the best is yet to come for these women in this room Um, and I just think relaxing into that for me is huge and I think I've started to do that over the last couple years it's honestly probably because my husband because he is so So chill chill. Um, (laughs) the chillest the chillest but um, yeah I just thinking just relaxing and just enjoying this enjoying like sitting here and doing a podcast at your best friend's kitchen table like who who ever thought we would have done that yeah (laughs) Cool. Who ever thought our friend would be friggin' famous? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great one. She's gonna edit that out, y'all. <laughs> she can't so, now. She's a kid. Truth and vulnerability. <laughs> um, I think I would tell my high school self, in addition to everything that you guys are saying, because um, I think it's all really great, I would tell myself to look for and be a cheerleader. Like, look for people who recognize... Mm-hmm who you are, not the ones that recognize the type of jeans that you wear, or how good you are at a sport, or that you're smart in a class, but like, you feel like see you and cheer you on. And that, also be that to people. And don't, it's so hard to not, I mean, I'm just trying to remember, like it's so hard to not want to be cool or get caught up in, I'm sure followers now and everything, but just be, like cheer people on and uh, in, in being them and growth and loving what they do and just be a cheerleader and look for those people um i think would be what i would probably tell like my daughter and i think now (laughs) don't cry no uh now what i would say is just is similar to what people are saying but like be willing to do the work part of the reason why Mm -hmm. life is freaking busy and i don't even have Mm -hmm. kids it's so busy create habits uh, mm-hmm. Sam and I have like a weekly group of friends that we meet every week and we've just built that habit into our schedule and that's an expectation and I think do some of those things do yourself a favor and create that in your schedule because it gets hard and busy but just know the importance of relationship and friendship mm-hmm. and prioritize that because I think my world becomes really insular and really all about work and me and uh, individual and that's not what I want to be about. So prioritize making space and time for, for people, even if it's like inconvenient or hard or you think even vulnerability comes into that. Um, that's what I would say. Hot so Tuesday good. group is admirable of you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been it's going good. on for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I like that making it a habit because if it's because if you're constantly having to like phone tag back and forth or yeah. make it, it's inconsistent it's so much harder mm -hmm. right you're just gonna and get disappointed just, yeah we had a, Anna and I like at work because we both work at the same place like had a monthly lunch that we did and even something like that where it was just consistency I think it's really important yeah mm -hmm. and accountability because like I remember yeah. like for us that went to like Oregon State like we there was college in life and like there was always an excuse of a test or something and we kept each other accountable of like we're never gonna leave regretting that we went or that we yeah. studied more on that mm -hmm. test and so it was like we were able to keep each other accountable in that time and so when you do yeah. have that consistency you also have that accountability mm -hmm. to you know right keep right. It, saying no we're gonna go remember we said this we were gonna do this yeah mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. that shows people too mm -hmm. that's the thing that you prioritize relationships mm -hmm. that's good Lindsay? So good. It's hard going last, man. I agree with all of you. I'll go after you. Okay, <laughs> second to last. Um, no, I mean, initially I was going to talk about just being yourself, confidencing yourself, but I think just a practical thing for when you're younger, like that was huge for me, was young life. Um, mm -hmm. Just have, again, consistency yeah. every week, twice a week with campaigners. Um, just having that avenue of um, just friends like it's basically you go there and you have a hundred new friends or however many people go to club or campaigners um I just think that was that was really big for me and I think that would you know whether it's young life or a sports team or something just something that you can find common ground with people yeah. young life why I think that was so pivotal was because it forced me who does not necessarily like to talk about personal things it forced me to do that and that deepened my friendships for sure um for nowadays I think something that is that I have to remind myself because I mean I think everybody is a little self-conscious at times you know I've been that way in high school college like everyone just has that in the back of their mind a little bit me maybe more so than others um, and I think for me, I can get caught up on, oh, what am I going to say here? What, mm. what should I, you know, what's going to make me not necessarily look good? Cause I don't care about that quite as much, but I just, I just get self-conscious about what I'm going to say. And I think for me, it's focusing on not what am I going to say, but like, how can I be curious about this mm. person and like focus on them instead of focusing on me? Mm -hmm. Cause I think... Ultimately, that's what people want in a friend is someone who's going to pour into them. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I kind of have to f remind myself to do at times and force yeah. myself to do a little bit. And I think it definitely deepens um, the friendships that I've made outside of this group is just, you know, spending those times not necessarily focusing on me, but pouring into the other person or asking the other person about um, what's going on in their life. And then in turn, it naturally comes back to you um and like you form that bond based because they're gonna then ask you about what's going on yeah. in your life um so just kind of practical things but there is power too i feel like in speaking that in a relationship and me saying like at a certain point Lindsay, like let's be the type of friends that talk about like i want to talk more seriously with mm -hmm. you about x or y or to anna's point have accountability in speaking that over a relationship um yeah because it, it can be easy to just be catch-up friends or mm -hmm. just be casual friends mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. maybe making a verbal commitment to be yeah. the types of friends that do. Maybe we had that because of longevity and time, but now in adult relationships, like asking for that from someone mm -hmm. and 
telling someone you want that and the mm-hmm. power of that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Do you have anything else for that? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I <know> it all. <laughs> um, I think as Lindsay was talking, I was just thinking about like being the kind of friend. Like your friend, you shouldn't make your friendships about what you can get from them, but what you can give to them. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's something yeah. that's been said about finding your spouse too. Like, it's not about what you can get from them; it's it's about what you give to them. And I think making your friendships about that changes your whole perspective. It's like it's not about consumption. And the more that you give of yourself, the more that you're vulnerable. The more that you ask hard questions. The more that you show up to serve you know, the more that you cheer them on and the more that like you do those things and you're pouring yourself out, the more life giving that friendship is going to be. But if you make it about what they're going to give you, you're going to feel disappointed or your expectations aren't going to be met. So I think that's a huge perspective thing. I think on the practical side too, like we didn't really talk about this, but we did not really gossip about each other. Like we didn't talk bad about each other to each other. And I think I see that a lot in people outside of our group of friends and especially high schoolers having led young life in college and, (laughs) and being in that environment. And I think that is something like run like crazy away from it. If you have a friend that that's doing that with you, because they're probably going to do that about you. Um, so I think that's something that's like really, really huge. And then I also think just like assuming the best of each other, like, and I think that's something that we maybe even talked about it at one point in high school, like, just we we assume the best of each other because we know each other's hearts so well. Again, coming back to vulnerability, but we're willing to assume the best even if someone said something kind of brash or their approach was off or even if someone didn't show up for something because they couldn't make it or whatever it might be. Like I think just assuming the best is something that has also like really, really helped. I think too, like in friendships now in this season of life, like, I'll be honest, and I think we can all maybe say this, like, there are times where, like, I feel lonely, and I feel like it's really hard to make friends in this season of life when we're all busy, and, like, building our careers and having kids, like, that's where I feel like what Ellen was saying about the habit thing is so important, because it's, it is so hard to just, like, find that time and space, and we just don't have the ability to share as much life as we once did. And so I think just recognizing that and not letting that get you down so much. And like, if you're listening right now and going like, oh, you guys have like something so special and so amazing. And like, you guys have been friends forever. Like recognize too, that like we all still in this season of life have moments where we probably feel lonely and probably feel like Mm -hmm. we need a friend, even though we have each other. But then like, that kind of is on us. <laughs> yeah. Or like left out or behind. Or yeah. Not, like you're not making an effort. And, right. Yeah. But I was just thinking like it's been cool to have this conversation because <laughs> and as I just want to continue to say like it was hard. And I'm excited to do this 20 years from now, 40 years from now because we've all said like we're committed and we're going to put in like the work. And there will be so many things because like we can say the things that we've learned but back then we definitely didn't have that mindset and we weren't making mature choices or whatever. And, you know, we continued, um, continued on. So I can't wait to see like all the things that we continue to learn and, you know, mature in and put in the hard work. Um, because 
Yeah, there was doubters out there for sure. I remember when I went to high school, they said you're not going to be friends. Yeah, and college I said, is where you make your best friends. Yeah, like every step of life, it's going to end. And you're I was wrong. like, no, it's not yeah. because I won't let it. And so I just you wanted to say to the haters out there, we're here. We're here. But I think something that's cool too is like we all either have kids or will have kids and have multiple kids, and like whether our kids are friends or our kids mm-hmm. have our own individual friends, I think what's really special is that we've seen this and we know what this looks like and we can encourage yeah. that in our children yeah. and like power can... has no other option i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm but i think that's like really I'm cool just yeah <laughs> just to clarify, <laughs> but you know what's also crazy is that my mom she and this is like a side tangent but she grew up with six best friends and they are still best friends they all went to elementary school together and so well, she yes so she cool. always tells me like i'm so Sweet. lucky and you are so lucky and that is crazy it's wild maybe mm-hmm. that's part of this well and i feel like too there's an element this is all again totally tangent but like most of us were the oldest uh, not most of us. Not okay, here. half of us. Not half of us. I feel like okay. oh, I, it was just youngest. Sam. Oh, that's true. Okay, whoa. Well, it was. Well, it was just literally just Audrey, Audrey and Hannah. And, and but like Hannah. Sam and I would consider you like also an oldest. Only. Ellen is an only child. Yeah. Okay. Child or youngest. I'm not an oldest. She's either. She's either the youngest, the only child, or I am whatever I want to be. Not but I think, middle. like, there was a big enough gap, though, between you and Garrett, and yeah. kind of a big enough gap between you. We're, like, our parents, we all, our parents were, like, I feel like the youngest child always kind of doesn't get the same, like, my parents aren't friends with Margot's friends, or Jack's friends from growing up. Yeah. They never were at all. They yeah, hardly I knew them. I but I think because I'm I oldest, I just I don't know if that I don't know if that necessarily is birth order. But I think it. I think just though to validate what you're saying, because I do believe there's some truth in it. Yeah. I think that like it is about friendship. So like, I am the youngest. My my sister is older. My mom made friends with. Like her, my, like my mom's friends today, who she hangs out with on the day to day, they play mahjong every Monday. Is <laughs> is oh my gosh. I know it's not cute. Um, is my is my sister's friends because that was like what worked or whatever. But yeah. then I also see like thinking about all of our parents, like we kind of all have a different story. But mm-hmm. it, but it is about like however the season for our parents and who yeah. they were friends with there was a there was a an thing, there was an intersecting there was a merging yeah. of things there was I definitely think, something I made. think for this group whether it was that you guys all did dance together mm-hmm. or I, I'm not really sure but like yeah, it kind of like merged and it worked and like y'all's parents are friends and yeah. or at least like friendly because like I mean think about we've all had like out friends outside of this group who whose parents and our parents were never friends or yeah. never even met it's like the ben rector song like what's yeah, the line old, in it um, the old i've never uh, i've got a lot of friends now but i've never seen their parents backyard yes. whatever the line yes. is in it. they all volunteered though like they spent time together That's yeah true, and they so really had to that commit, was yeah commit to the the, yeah. the carpool schedule too yes I mean, of all of our bridal showers holy cow mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's true. Baby showers, showers and bridal showers. They've been, they've been through it. Mm-hmm. Mom's weekend. Okay, guys, we gotta wrap this. But this has been really good. Thank Next you, guys. The friend journal from. <laughs> What's that? Friend journal. journal. Friend journal. Friend version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I like it. We can uh, totally do this I want to see. I want to see a bunch of GS groups forming <laughs> across the nation with tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Always more friends. <laughs> 
<laughs> always more one. Always um, well, thank you guys so much for being on. This has been really awesome, and I love you guys. And I think our listeners are going to really value your insights and just like what you guys have to share. So thank you for being honest and for staying up late at my house on a work night. It's been <laughs> the highlight of my week. <laughs> I don't think it's quite 10 o'clock yet. So yes, we've got a sleepy baby here and everything. So, all right, guys, that's a wrap. We'll see you Thanks, soon. Guys. Bye Thanks, friends. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with eight of my best friends. I love them all so much. And I know we could talk for hours um, about friendship and about so many other things too. But I hope this episode was helpful to you. I know it's a little bit on the longer side, but hopefully um, it was an encouragement. Maybe it challenged you. Maybe it got you thinking. Maybe it, it can be a good conversation starter for you in your friendships. And so I would just challenge you today, if this was impactful to you in some small way, would you just copy the link to today's episode and right now just text it out to a friend or maybe a group of friends? Um, I think it might be a really helpful one to listen to, whether it's together or separately, but then come back together and talk about what it means to have healthy friendships and maintain healthy friendships and um, just start the conversation around that so that you can have friendships that are faithful, loyal, and that last. So again, hope this was encouraging to you. And as always, take a second to throw a screenshot of today's episode up on your Instagram stories and you are entered to win a $5 Starbucks gift card. We buy five people coffee every single week. So again, all you got to do, screenshot today's episode, put it up on your Instagram stories, tag behind the scenes podcast and Audrey Roloff and Jeremy Roloff so that we can see that you've entered and we pick five people every Tuesday to win a Starbucks gift card coffee on us with that said hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next week